This is Melancholy Geek, episode 19, The Tangential Exchange. something a little different probably today i pushed myself uh with world mental health day or i think that's what it's called coming up this wednesday which will be when i put this out so it'll be today time's weird i asked to get two people to talk to me about life and their life and such things so two people multiple voices three voices it's gonna be fun uh first we have um a new friend of mine, three months, four months, Since July. It's, in, it's in the months, Yeah, it's in the months, um, so I'm still getting to know her, uh, I would say, hmm, see, descriptive terms, uh, a lover of music, a entrepreneur, because that seems to be a thing with the people I talk to, and a lovely lady, mm-hmm. but, oh, shucks, oh, shucks. Uh, hi, Ashlyn. Hello. And I was actually surprised she um, decided to join me because, well, this is tough stuff to talk about. But uh, if I have anyone in the world that I trust more, uh, I don't know who they are. She's a good friend, as good friends go for me. And I love the little lady. Uh, thanks for joining me, Wendy. Hi, Preston. Thanks for having me. Good times. So, um, we're going to be less on the geek, unless we have time, because stuff. Uh, try to keep on topic. Um, let's see. Who do we want to start with? Who do we want to start with? I have choices. Rock, crazy. paper? No, let's not get crazy. Um, oh, <laughs> Ashlyn goes first. Bam. Bam. When in doubt. All right. So, Ashlyn, um, with your circumstances, and I'm sure we've had a discussion about my brain's not getting to it, so not to be specific, um, when and how did you get first diagnosed? Uh, I was maybe sixteen. Seven? No, definitely before seventeen. Uh, yeah, I was a teenager for sure. Um, I think I'd had like, see, I, a part of everything that I've gone through, I've blocked out a lot of my life because of this. Sure. Um, I mean, who really wants to remember all the shitty things that they've uh, experienced or that their mind has tricked them into believing? Um, Yeah, like, I I think I had, like, an inkling in, like, grade 8 or 9, so, like, 13 or 14, but, like, it wasn't until shit got really bad when I was, like, 15 or 16 that I went to my doctor about it. Yeah, I think that that's pretty common. 
incense of like you, you things get bad and you start pushing to yourself to find out what's going on um for the sake of me not screwing up an assumption um what are the things that you are going through depression mm-hmm. i've been living with that um basically my entire life um because i blocked out a lot of it there's uh there are some things that i've actually had my my mom fill me in on so mm-hmm. like uh when i was 12 i missed a ton of school and uh mom one day like lost her patience she's like i'm gonna call the cops and i took a pair of scissors a pair of like metal scissors and cut the phone cord which you know it there's electricity running through that like i could (laughs) i could have like electrocuted myself depending on the scissors especially yeah so um obviously someone in their right mental state is not going to do something like that well you could probably argue someone at 12 doesn't have a whole lot of mental state yeah but like missing that much school sure and stuff like that like i i think that was no it was the year before that i lost my grandmother i think Hmm. but um yeah uh what was the question? <laughs> oh, <laughs> diagnoses. <laughs> diagnoses. Um, yeah, so it's been depression up until, uh, I guess, the past few years. And then anxiety was added to the mix. Mm-hmm. And over the past few months, uh, ADHD, which... Joy. <laughs> that, like, few seconds there just illustrates my ADHD, even though yeah. I, I did not miss my meds today. <laughs> What can you do? It's the fun of mental illness. You have something in the core, and then you just have little, little buds of other stuff pop in. It's not fun. Yeah. So, Wendy, same question. So, how and when do you think you were originally diagnosed? I did not get diagnosed until adulthood, actually, 10 years ago last month I was diagnosed with a major depression disorder and then in the following years uh, we added on anxiety not otherwise specified um, somatoform disorder and then in more recent years uh, borderline personality disorder and PTSD now thought of to be more complex PTSD but uh, I remember back in grade 10, the first time I self-injured and I knew back then that there was something not quite right with how I thought and how I seen, how I viewed the world. But it took until uh, a major loss um, before I went for help. That's more common than not. There's always something that pushes everybody. Fun. It's never fun. <laughs> Randomness. That's right. Um, so you both acknowledge that you realized, even though you necessarily weren't diagnosed like somewhat early, that 
you know you had 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 something wrong with you. Um, if you look back past those years in your youth, maybe uh, you know, do you think that um, that there was something there prior to, and that actually was there, and you didn't realize, and it actually did affect your life? I'll go first with this one. So yes. Um, with borderline personality disorder, it is your early childhood experiences and adolescence that uh, shape your personality and how you react to things. Sure. So being um, one of four children and low income, yeah. these ki- kinds of challenges really did shape um, how I experienced the world. And um, things like my black and white thinking could really come from these past experiences. Now, I'm not saying I had a bad childhood or anything. Like, it was better than most, but we had our issues. As most do, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean? Um, well, I've always been a bigger lady, and I've never followed the crowd. So I was picked on a lot. Mm-hmm. I was bullied. Um, I didn't have very many real friends. And uh, I think that might have contributed. Because, like, that that feeling of loneliness and, like, just, you know, not really having anybody to confide in or to hang out with. Sure. And, um, you know, like, my, my 16th birthday party, I don't think... Like, I, I remember, like, nobody showed up, even though I invited, like, all of my friends and, like, some of the extended circles and stuff like that. Because I've always been one of those, like, click uh, hoppers, <laughs> I guess. Sure. Uh, like, I floated around from group to group. And, like, some of my closer, or who I, at the time I considered closer friends, um, there were a few that hung out together and watched movies the night of my 16th birthday party. And, like, another one of my really close, you know, air quotes, <laughs> close friends uh, went on a, on a date with a boy. And it's just like, okay, guys, thanks. You're great. Only not. Um, yeah, so, like, I've, I've, I guess I've always had that, like, feeling of isolation. And it's so easy to slip. It's such a slippery feeling slippery slope with isolation it can you can really fall into some some deep dark pits with that oh i think both myself and wendy can attest to that (laughs) yeah relate uh, on too many levels regretfully all right um it's funny someone who's listening (laughs) who's listening to my show recently was like you don't say um very much i'm like that's nice to hear and i've just been rambling on it well, I'll make uh, up for it today. <laughs> I've said it a lot, like. Friends. No, well, it's just—it's well, a human thing. Yeah. But. Uh, Trying to organize thoughts. Oh yeah, no, I understand it. It's just—it was literally—it was just like, really. Now I realize I'm probably cutting it out. I'm just <laughs> like, this is not important. Move, edit, yeah. move on. Um, on the cutting room floor, as they say. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> I might fix this in post. That's funny. All right, so to ask this, Wendy is kind of 
redundant, but and I'll still we'll still get your takes on this. But so how is um, how's the support and or um, understanding been from your friends and family once they really started to get an idea of what you've been going through? That's to you. How has my support been? Um, it's been fantastic. Good. To be perfectly honest, my my family. I, I don't know. I guess I lucked into the genetic lottery because <laughs> my parents um, have been so supportive to the point where, like, when I lost my job uh, and hit rock bottom and didn't have insurance or, you know, I'll, I was just living on my savings and... I knew that I needed to see my therapist. My parents said, well, hey, we'll give you this much money towards therapy. And it isn't like the thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. but they were like, this should be able to give you um, a session once a month with your therapist. And uh, I, th <laughs> I think when mom told me that I was actually having a breakdown to her. So I was already crying. And then she said that. And then like, I just like broke and like sobbed. <laughs> um, and my friends, I think all of my friends have their own mental health struggles. So, you know, like no. finds like, right? So yeah, I, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> We're all trauma bonded. <laughs> I'll combine that word at some point. Yeah, no, I can understand that. It's, uh, it's, it's just, especially the situation where you're like, okay, I'm going to have crazy emotions. It shouldn't be there. And then someone gives you a reason to have actual emotions. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. And like my sister might not want me to, to mention her, but like she, she has her own struggles as well. So my parents have two daughters mm -hmm. with completely different issues. So... Like, I remember as a teenager when I was first going through this and trying to figure out like what what's going on here. Um, I remember feeling like my parents didn't understand and that they were more concerned about themselves and that they really had no idea what it's like. And they have made so much progress. I mean, it's been... Um, half your life yeah most of my life <laughs> yeah. um, more than 10 years at, at the very least of them figuring out about mental illness like there's still been things that mom has said or dad has said that I'm like that's actually not very helpful at all <laughs> you know like um, my mother saying oh maybe have an apple instead of a chocolate bar I was like um, or maybe get out of the house and go for a walk. You should, maybe, maybe you're not exercising enough or maybe not, you're not eating well enough. And it was like, well, I'm not, but the fact that I'm eating at all is kind of a win. The mm -hmm. fact that I'm getting out of bed and able to get out to the kitchen and make coffee is a major win. <laughs> so... Um, but now I think she understands that and I've certainly, um, shared things that I found online 
that I found very helpful in illustrating the um, unseen difficulties with depression. Because I guess you can consider me like high functioning depressed. Mm -hmm. Because like I meet people and they they no one no one would look at me and be like, oh, she suffers from depression. It's a thing. It's a thing I talk about. Yeah. It's a thing I go through. It's a thing I do every day at work. Yeah. Really, like you put on that mask and like you're able to get through your day. And, you know, I've, I'm always on time or early. Well, when I'm on time, I feel like I'm late. I'm yeah. always early for things. And, you know, I, I, I guess I've never hired myself, but I've always considered myself a very diligent and hard working employee and uh you know often going above and beyond whenever i could or however i could so yeah there's there's that i think i was gonna make a point and i lost it there were some points made okay (laughs) the brain is doing the silly thing that's what the brain does (laughs) so like i said wendy and uh friends as long as we have and going through what we've had like I, I know a lot of this but like so what what kind of stuff like I understand a lot of what your support has been because we have been each other's support for a lot of it uh, what else would you like to say about like how your support's been with family and friends okay well um, opposite to Ashlyn um, my parents have very little understanding of mental health issues mm-hmm and especially the complex ones that I tend to carry. Um, It took about nine years and a session with a therapist to explain what borderline personality is and what uh, PTSD is to my mother for her to finally have some understanding. Now, she still knows she doesn't understand a lot, but she's trying. Mm Um, as for friends, you've seen it yourself. I've isolated myself from so many people over the years. So I'm just trying to make more friends now. And that's where Ashlyn comes in. So, hey girl. Hey Uh, baby. (laughs) But for the friends that I have, they are fantastic. For the friends that I lost mostly from my own doing it's very unfortunate when you say your own doing do you think you're, you're blaming yourself kind of out of what you're dealing with or do you actually like think you did it intentionally a uh, bit of A bit of B uh, so definitely there is a lot of uh, self blame and um, sure some days I'm better at it than others and today I don't seem to be too good at it um, but also from not returning calls, not going to events, not just checking in with, you know, friends from high school. Like I have a group of friends from high school that still all hang out. Sure. And I was part of that until, was it, oh my God, five years ago? So a bit of A, bit of B. That's, that's understandable though. That's something that I do. I have phone calls. I'm horrible. I mean, really, who uses a phone as a phone anyway? Well, I do. <laughs> there, there's still people, but it's the it's just the simple fact that 
something important comes up and you have to make that phone call or yeah. you have to like some like you said a friend calls you and says or tries to call you or whatnot and you don't return the call because it's a phone call mm-hmm. right be it at like you don't want to either have the motivation to actually make the phone call or you don't have the brain enough to deal with talking to somebody yeah that hasn't fully understood what you're going through or or whatnot like the the steps that we have to take from one day to the next uh vary Mm-hmm. Which is funny considering my steps just got altered and I don't like it's weird coming down my steps. It's weird now. But this oh, is, I didn't trip up in myself, so something has changed. <laughs> it used to be like this much of a drop in the first step, and now it's like this much. Of, anyway, this is literally <laughs> random. I had no idea it was happening, and I just get a text. I'm like, "Be careful of your steps." I'm like, "All right." And I do like, Beep. I'm like, "This is weird." <laughs> um, but that's that's literally that's just foolish person uh but that's how it works like it's it, it it's like it's like a weird cartoon escalator i think that we attract the people that we need and the people that we surround ourselves with tend to be those that understand what we're going through mm-hmm. or at least have a, an inkling of what we're going through you know because whether they have friends or family that are going through something similar or they have something themselves and you know Wendy with with your situation of not being in touch with old friends as much as you, you probably would like um, maybe they're just not serving you now doesn't mean that a week down the road you can't reach out to them you know like Bill it's not like they're in Australia, which even well, then you can still Skype. Well, one of them, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she was in Australia next week. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like my she's a my point writer. is, like they're really not going anywhere that you wouldn't be able yeah. to. You're right. Reconnect when you're able to. Mm-hmm. And maybe when they're able to. Yes, that's indeed. There are some people that just aren't able to understand or sympathize what other people are going through and especially something as heavy as multiple mental illness diagnoses you know? mm-hmm. like we'll alright a little bit less time for damper is that word that work maybe I don't know words um, so what kind of things do you guys do that uh, try to take your mind off of mental illness, be it to you know, push it aside or just, you know. What activities help? I could talk about this for hours. Okay. <laughs> Come to you after. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is the time that I would like to mention a very, very important tool for those that have uh, mental health issues or circumstances, and that is the safety plan. So I've had some sort of safety plan for the past decade, and it is always a tool that I need and can go through, go to, to ensure my own safety. And if I can't ensure my own safety, how to get me out of that situation and into a safe one. Um, so uh, you can look up safety plans online. You'll find a bunch. Find one that suits you. 
but mine is very simple. The first I have is uh, a list of uh, behaviors that kind of show that I'm in crisis or having more symptoms or difficulty than usual. So things like not sleeping, not eating, um, not playing with the cat, that's a huge one. Uh, not, it's a lot of not things, things that I'm not doing or things that I am doing like isolating or sleeping all the time. Mm. And then I have a section of what do I do when I notice these things happening. And this is uh, my favorite part of the distractions. So it could be anything from watching a movie, calling a friend, <laughs> calling or texting a friend. Um, Contacting. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, or like little games on your cell phone, uh, going for a walk. Sometimes I'll walk the dog, not as much as she wants, but sometimes I'll walk her just because I need some time to group my thoughts. Uh, but whatever works for me. <laughs> but whatever works for you. And then um, I, I'll usually list out a handful of things that I can do. And then I have a section of what I do when I, those don't work. So that's when I call crisis lines or um, go online to like online peer support groups. Or if it's really bad and I need immediate assistance, I will call the RNC, or I mean the local police, <laughs> the okay. local police, uh, and they will uh, pick me up and bring me to the hospital so I could hang out and be safe and speak with the professional sports. So that's basically how I keep it together. Yeah, so this was something that um, we've been talking about, talking about, talking about, talking about? Yeah, mm -hmm. English. Um, since, um, since George brought it up in uh, my February episode. So uh, that, that, that's certainly a good idea and you can adjust it to your individual needs so is this something you actually have somewhere or is it a like how do you have this document or is it a document or do you have it like do you have a screenshot on your phone You're like okay uh, so it's varied over the years okay uh, when I am in severe illness I'll have it in paper form sure. so I can actually hold it and read the words and do what I need to do uh, if I'm doing okay, then I'll either have a couple notes in my cell phone on like a notepad or something, or it's just in my mind. Okay. Sure. But that doesn't always work good because I can go from being okay to not so okay and then not be able to remember. So I do recommend having some sort of physical document or in your cell phone where you know you can always get it. So just a random thought. I don't know if it's the same. Are there like picture frames you can get that it just like flip over like easily? You know what I mean? Where it's like a pitch, like a regular picture of something on one side, and in case of emergency, you flip it over, and there's your safety. Oh, plan. that's brilliant! I should totally do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you you know you're, you're in your you like know, an just, open close sign. Yeah, the, the idea exactly. Yeah. So it's a reversible document. So it's like, hey, look, that's an awesome picture of whatever, or you know, some sort of artsy thing. And you're like, uh, I'm pretty good. So yeah, I got my quick, quick notes on my phone. And then it's like, yeah, world sucks. 
I suck. Everything sucks. What? That's brilliant. I'm going to have to make a new one. <laughs> Random thoughts. It was a very good thought. Yeah, it was. So that works. Um, anything like that you do, Ashlyn? Or do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, so many thoughts. Um, oh, thoughts. I try to keep my hands busy. Because, you know, the, the old saying, idle hands are the devil's playground. In a semi-funny movie. I, I quite... Oh, I love Seth Green. That was the funniest part of the movie. Oh, Seth Green, if you're out there, hit me up, baby. Um, <laughs> I, I have a fun We are the same him. height, so it won't be awkward for you. Maybe it will be awkward. I don't know. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> probably married with kids. So it might be but awkward. But we don't know their lifestyle. Let's not make assumptions no, no, here not, about I'm, Seth I'm, Green I'm and not his a, lifestyle. I'm not, I'm not making assumptions. I'm just throwing <laughs> realism in. As am I. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I've been a knitter since I was 19. Okay. And uh, I always have at least one knitting project on the go. So if I'm having a really bad day, and I, I find that my brain tends to cycle about productivity mm-hmm. because wasted time, like you're not getting that back. And where I'm building a business, and I've been trying to do this for like 10 years, mm-hmm. I'm finally in a position where I can do that, which is amazing. Um, but there have been days where I've been so low that I haven't, like, the thought of, like, drafting a pattern or doing a sketch of an outfit or something, it just feels like a monumental task. I'll at least still be able to sit down and knit a sock or a mitten or a few inches of scarf or blanket or whatever project it is that I'm working on so that I've got something done. And that makes me feel like I've been productive with at least something. Sure. Um, and if I'm having a really, really, really bad day, um, I might not move from my bed. And I'll probably cry my guts out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, until like, I look like a frog because like my eyeballs are so swollen. Um, I'll read or watch videos on YouTube or just hang out in bed and sleep and you know tomorrow is always another day. So even if I can't get out of bed today, I'll spend it in bed, I'll curl up with my favorite blankets, my most squishy, comfy blankets and like squishy comfy socks on and just and just be and yeah um also music and movies just having like I'm an entertainment junkie Mm -hmm. so having a piece of entertainment that I can focus on helps Great. 
like I've already told you guys before we started this, I, I was having a horrible couple days, personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I went to bed at like 9.30 last night. I do that on the regular. <laughs> but I, I do I mean, get, like, I hate it. Grandma Not, Ashlyn in bed by 8. <laughs> I hate it. I, like, I hate sleeping longer than I need to. And it drives me crazy. And regretfully, that also didn't help me in the morning. So I've just been watching Whose Line Is It Anyway all morning. Solid show. Good choice. Well, you know, humor. Good choice, friend. Yay, humor. Yeah. It's and a lot, of, a lot of the videos that I watch on YouTube when I'm in a shitty dark place are stand-up comics. Yeah. Like, well. I, I love Steve Hofstetter. I don't know if you've watched any of his videos on YouTube. Sounds familiar. He... I think people go to his shows just to heckle him and end up on YouTube because his, the way that he deals with hecklers is brilliant. Like, it's gold. He's got it down to an art form, and I love it. So I'll watch his videos. Or uh, Drew Lynch is another uh, really good, I think his last name is Lynch. Yes, it is. I yeah. love him. The guy with the dog. Oh my god, he's so sweet. Yeah. Or Stella, Stella is his dog, right? His service dog. His service dog. That's how I got into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, watching his videos, are, it's also really cool, and his stand-up is really, really fun. I enjoy him. Yeah. I'm kind of bad with stand-up. I will go to sleep and be listening to stand-up. Awesome. Maybe that's why I'm kind of funny. Maybe. Can't be natural talent. No, not at all. Osmosis. Could also be your perspective on the world. Because a lot of comedians have a weird perspective on the world. Like mental illnesses. No, and that, that's certainly possible. And no, I've uh, I've heard that by a couple people. I don't remember her name, but one that I know and I've seen again most recently. Uh, she was on one of the Netflix specials where there's a bunch of stand-ups mm-hmm. I think it was the stand-ups yeah um, I can't remember her name regretfully it's also because it's like an Indian name or of that area of the world so it's hard to remember for me sorry people of that nationality um, yeah comedy good comedy Jimmy Carr I've seen him earlier in the year it's great um, yeah want to th- not think about life it would just be like Bow. Yeah. Or others like that. It's just, yeah. But no, comedy, uh, movies, TV, all of the above. Everybody knows what I go through. I've talked about it many times. Uh, kind of a redundant question now that I think of it, even though I ask this every time. But how open are you outside of being recorded for the internet about your mental illness? I'm entirely open. If anybody has any questions, Mm -hmm. I'm more than happy to to talk about it. Because I I think part of the stigma around mental illness and mental health has to do with how nobody talks about it. How it's like your dirty little secret. And I I think that's bullshit (laughs) to be entirely like just blunt um 
but not for the way that most people would think the word bullshit would be used. It's so much as that we that we do it and people are like it. Not so much that like nobody just, should do it. Yeah, I just think that um, the what I think is bullshit is that there is a stigma around it. Oh well, yeah. that that is what that that's what I meant. Um, yeah, the only way to really understand is to share experiences, sure. and. If me sharing my experience can make even one kid out there feel like they're not entirely alone, mm-hmm. entirely worth it. Oh, I completely agree. It's part of the reason why I changed the the show to be more interviewee and talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been like words? Candid. Uh, candid. There you go. Bam. <laughs> I have good words. I have words. I have better words than Trump, by the way. <laughs> it's got political. <laughs> it just dropped a bomb. Wow. Um, not literal, because I'm a pacifist. I... It's, it's a bomb, but it's like knit. Oh my god, yes. It is a knitted <laughs> bomb. <laughs> oh my god, I, I, I would love to knit bomb. Yarn bomb somewhere Yarn in bomb. town. It's Literally. a thing. No, it's a thing. Yarn sure bombing a is thing. a thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's Google what I'm thinking. No, I, maybe, but I don't know if it's oh what God, I'm it's, thinking of. But like, what I'm thinking not. of is the, like you just literally have this random discussion, like you said, you're pacifist, and why you want to like it's it's you don't want to hurt someone, but you want to get you want to make a point. You just mm-hmm. literally stuck yarn bomb, like yarn bomb, and then run away. Yeah, no, yarn bombing is knitting in public, but you're basically knitting a cozy for a random inanimate object. So you'll see uh, like a bomb. Almost like photo bombing, but with yarn. Oh, okay. So, so you just like you just show up and you knit, and then all of a sudden the fire hydrant has a cozy. Although that would be very dangerous, um, and probably very illegal. So do mm. not, do not yarn bomb a fire hydrant. Um, maybe a park bench, or a tree. I've seen a lot of uh, yarn bomb photos of trees, with like little sweaters. <laughs> I love it. That would be difficult. Like, depending mm-hmm. on the tree, but you know, like, it just... Not really. No, but like, if you said... Sorry, I, it, I have many years of knitting no, experience. No, I... It wouldn't be difficult for me. completely understand, but I mean, like, knitting is usually, okay, I know what I'm doing, and, but like, if it is just a, like, okay, the bottom part of the trunk is just a bottom part of the trunk, and you're just knitting that, sure, but if you have a semi-regular, not massively large tree... A spindly tree? And then you're just like, okay, the hole goes here for this limb. No, I... Although, if you could manage that, you would have one hell of a yarn bomb. From from my understanding about... How did this get thing, to... Like, bombing things, it's got to be quick. Yeah. So, so if you're yeah. going to yarn bomb, it's you're probably not going to use, like, sock weight yarn. You're going to use a chunkier yarn. You're also going to use a, a larger gauge needle. Um, and you would probably just do like the trunk of a tree or like yeah. a branch of a tree so you just knit flat one big long rectangle and then you quickly stitch it together around the tree yeah and then it's been yarn bombed and you can move on i think locally someone should learn uh learn a yarn bomb one or multiple of the uh, the mermaids that we have <gasps> oh my god that'd be so fun you gotta teach me how to knit <laughs> Now you have another thing in your repertoire to help you when you're not feeling well. 
dearest my tremory, my tremory hands are not knitting anything. <laughs> no, no, yours would be perfect because you wouldn't have to do anything. They'd just knit themselves. <laughs> that would be a yarn. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I did not mean to get this off of track. Oh, but it was so beautiful. It was off so track. Funny, yeah. Podcasts go off track. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the tangent clause. <laughs> Where were I? That no, I think um, that's a thing, though, because no. Astonishing Legends kind of goes on with that, too. It's, it's a thing. I, the main podcast I watch all the time is just like, we're talking technology. Now we're not. Where yeah. did this come from? They they call it a rat hole on uh, that yeah. show. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, talking candidly, when did I start yeah, talking how candidly? Um, it's been a few years now. Maybe five years. Mm-hmm. I've never kept it like I've never kept it a secret, but um, yeah, I'm certainly more candid today than I was five years ago. Mm. Um, like if I was having a bad time, if I was having a bad day back when I was in hair school in 2013. Um, I would just be like, you know, hey, I'm having a really bad day. You know, I live with depression or whatever. And now it's just like, you know, if a conversation comes up or if I'm talking with someone about a current uh, event like, or some kind of topic that has to do with mental illness, I'll talk about it and I'll talk about my uh, experience. Because I think it's very important to, to share experiences. Yep. Vindy? Well, um, I've pretty much always been open about it. Very open about hospitalizations, about medications, about diagnoses. I kind of want to say that it is part of how I identify myself, but not in a bad way. I'm not saying that I like the sick role or anything like that, but what I mean is that my mental health issues have shaped my life so significantly that for it not to be part of who I am just wouldn't make sense. And I've taken it to a whole nother level by becoming uh, trained in suicide intervention and mental health first aid. Which so, I very much want to do myself. Oh, if I see it come up for another free training? Yeah, no, I, I want a whole lot of want that because it's a type of type of assistance that, like, I'm, you know, you probably are learning. I'm very much one that will help others before myself. As long Indeed. Yeah. So that's something I would like to do because I don't trust myself with my tremors and other whatever nerve system problems that I have to to regular first aid because I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm going to break some ribs or whatever. But not a problem with mental first aid. So yeah, no, that's definitely something I, I would like to do. So I can easily talk about suicide as much as I can talk about my love of pizza Yeah. in the same breath and it's how I roll and I know you said I think uh, 
sick roll earlier? Yes. Yeah, I heard Rick roll, and I want to combine, like, I didn't, <laughs> like, turn that song into a parody of, of, of I've Got Depression. I dare you. I, it would take time, but I might be able to. I've only ever fell for one Rick roll, and that was the return of Breaking Bad. One? Did you see that one going around? No, I never watched Breaking Bad. Uh, well, there was there was a Rick roll going around about like Breaking Bad is coming back for season six, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're kidding me!" And I clicked the link, and it goes straight to Rick yeah. Astley. Like mother, I'm not happy. I, but you know, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm usually so savvy with Rick rolls and being able to like point them out, but. Anyway. Yeah, I'm thinking of lines for it now. <laughs> not, they're not coming through that well. <laughs> Might not be able to get up. No. See, it's it's catching the tune, too. Anyways, remind me, I'll work out. on this. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I always feel so down. Um... <laughs> So that's the main stuff that I have, regular things that I go through. But um, So when we have a situation like this where it's coming on to a day where we're trying to realistically, the, the whole point of a, a day like Bill Let's Talk where I started this whole transition uh, or mental health day is to help educate others. So what's – what – and. I, like, I know kind of why, but, like, what kind of things do and can we do to help those that haven't gone through these experiences relate to these experiences? Like, I've seen the um, occasional webcomic that's pretty fun. You know, like, little guy gets up in the morning and, like, I'm going to get up and just see this big, huge, massive dude and he's just depression on his face. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So, like... And that kind of put things into perspective, but like, what kind of stuff can we do as a society to help help push this out into the open, which will realistically is one of the biggest problems with it right now, right? Because the, of course, my opinion, but I mean, if we as a society can stop being crazy people and along with other things that we're trying to relate to relate to the fact that this is a thing and understand that it's not as cut and dry as a lot of people assume because they don't understand if we can push that then we can probably give them more reason to put more effort and funding into support and treatment and whatnot so brainstorming let's go let's solve it right now okay we had a bit of a chat about it what yesterday Probably I forget everything. Yeah, you're you were having a really bad day. Yeah, I was. Um, the resources need to be better. Yes. Like just, um, but in order, like I. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what I understood from what you just said was that we need to get society into a, a better place for yeah. the government to start taking it more seriously. Well, and that's, putting that's, more that's money my into thought. It? Yeah. So if we get people to understand it more at all levels, then there'll be more 
open to push this down the line from government to funding to people not being jerks about, you know, why didn't you get up in the morning? Well, there are always going to be people that are jerks. I know, but it'd be less. Um, Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) Neurotypicals tend to not understand because they can't relate, right? Like, just like how um, I can't entirely relate to Wendy because I have never been in her shoes. Yeah. And I can't entirely relate to you because I've never been in your shoes. And likewise with you guys and me. You shouldn't wear my shoes right now. They really hurt my ankle. Band-Aids. Yeah, I have crappy band-aids apparently. Or um, moleskin. You can get moleskin at Michael's and just glue it to the inside. And it's nice and soft and it won't... Tangent. I know, right away. I'm, a, I'm also a DIYer. <laughs> I will shoes. always find ways to fix things. Um, but yeah, we're not going to, yeah, it's not, okay. we're, we can't get everybody to understand. That, yeah. That's an unrealistic goal, but how yeah. can we increase the amount of people to understand? I think the opposite needs to happen. I think government needs to step in, yeah. make this part of the curriculum for school-age children. Sure. Make it so that everybody talks about suicide the way they talk about pizza. Yeah. Well then, but that's not that's not an opposite. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah well, you were saying get the people to get the government. I'm well, saying get the government. Well, not. I I didn't mean as in get the people and to get the government. I I was referencing get the people, which means you get people from every swath of life. Mm-hmm. And as much as <laughs> we tend not to think of the government as people. Well, it's made up of people. Exactly. Yeah. So, but that's but that no, that's 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 an idea is to put it into a, a health curriculum or whatnot so that it's in their heads to understand that that is a thing. Well, we're finally well, getting it... over the whole sex ed thing, so maybe now we'll put a new controversial issue in and put in mental health. That's, that's the weird thing is when but I was growing up, that wasn't controversial. <laughs> it was just a thing. Like I, so we graduated from high school many a moon ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is it not part of the curriculum now, or what, mental health? Yeah, because I, I honestly up. can't remember anything from health class. <laughs> it's definitely not something that was really um, taught. Although I, I did have head. a class called ethical issues, and we did talk briefly about mental illness, and it was it was only briefly, but um, I do remember my teacher bringing somebody in who is a suicide survivor. She attempted with pills and survived, and she talked to us about her experience. And I think that actually opened my eyes a lot when it came to my own thing. I guess also you need to keep in mind that... uh, It wasn't elective, so not everybody's going to do it. Well, there's that, and also that's not available everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was not an option for me. And it wasn't an option for my younger brothers. Oh, okay. And they're six and eight years younger than me. Mm. Yeah, so there's definitely some improvement. But it's, it's an idea. It's, it's, it's something that certainly is as realistic as knowing how the body works. Yeah. Because the mind is the part of the body. The body mm-hmm. brain's up there. Because it's the same concept, like you said. So you have something at school, someone come in, uh, and then, like you said, there's not, it's an elective thing. You look at it with what uh, our workplace, myself and Wendy, um, is doing. There's some stuff like that. There's people coming in to talk. I don't know what other activities I really want to know because I want to be part of it to some degree. Uh, but then there's still, we're lurking at a business. We can't just shut down the entire place and stop and everybody talk about this. 
Yeah. Right. So there's still no. That's and that's the problem is to get as many people as we can to talk about it because one person trying to think of solutions can get a couple, mm-hmm. three people can get a whole bunch more, but everybody or a lot, you know, most of the people, you're eventually going to come up with some good ideas and it's going to help a lot. Yeah. It's, it's definitely good that these are things that are out there as much as it's, um, it's I'm sure there are days for like heart awareness and diabetes and other illnesses because that's essentially mostly what it is. Mm. It's the brain not working properly. Sometimes it's just, you know, a big, crazy emotional problem that's triggered, but, I mean, it still comes down to the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Need to have a predisposition in a lot of things. Now, people will argue that things like PTSD, you don't necessarily need to have a genetic predisposition or even an emotional situation, but if we're going to talk in generalizations, then that's a good generalization. Well, and it covers most things. There's no 100% no matter what we talk about, right? I really do think, though, the government needs to allocate more funds to resources and have better ways of getting them out there than just word of mouth. Okay. Because, like, there, there was... Uh, a free walk-in clinic for therapy that I saw shared on Facebook uh, mm. a couple of days ago. And, like, I, I can't, for the life of me, remember the, the name of it, but um, I'm pretty sure that this is, like, a weekly thing. And I don't know how many different programs there are here in town. So, in, or, and that concept is not, not a bad one. Like, you said someone is sharing it on Facebook. That's one thing. But if they take the time to advertise it online in those fashions. Some, you know, put it on Facebook because, yeah. you know, crazy Facebook can say, okay, where do you, who do you want to see this? People in, you know, our province. Mm-hmm. And that, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. And like then, you know, interject. Um, throw it in Snapchat. Our provincial government's actually done a really good job at getting a lot of our resources up and running and getting them out to the community. You just think of Bridge the Gap You'll see advertisements for that app everywhere. You'll see it in... Probably not everywhere enough because I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, I've I've seen it... Where have I seen it? I've seen it in all sorts of places. Now, I will say that I probably have uh, prior experience because I've I've been in this... I've worked kind of in the field as well Mm -hmm. of mental health, but there are a lot of local resources... And they are adequately publicized and advertised. But what my issue is, is that after going to them and experiencing them, just seeing what is available, Hmm. it's geared towards people who are um, having more life circumstance mental health issues or low-grade mental health issues where... It's just a very basic amount of help available. Out of everything that is out there, it's good. It's just a very basic amount. Okay, so there's it's 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 starting in 
quantity, but they need to improve the quality. Yes, and the variety. Yeah, exactly, okay. which is mm -hmm. what I meant by quality. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I mean but in two different yeah, things. Yeah, both things. Yeah. yeah, no, it's valid. So that's good, though. That's good to hear. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know what resources are out there myself, because, like, I never, the, the only thing that I've seen was that Facebook ad, or not ad. Um, the share. The, yeah. the share, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that means that uh, when I go home later, I'm going to pull together all my resources <laughs> and do a great big Facebook post. <laughs> and that's something. But right? even but... thinking about Facebook, maybe, like, are there communities on Facebook? PTS Buddies. Okay. It's a local community. Oh, yeah, and then, and the thing, like, that kind of thing is still good, uh, because that still comes up all the time on Facebook. I mean, so there's still probably too much focus on, when it comes to advertising, on traditional media instead of new media, mm -hmm. whereas it's, it's ads in, you know, on, out in the world or being mailed to people, which not as many people pay attention to these days maybe on like buses that we see and stuff like that or or out in the world but definitely on a bus it was on a bus it was definitely okay. on a bus um but the thing is, is we don't see that as much these days so we don't like i don't know about you but i flick through my mail unless it's something of interest or something i ordered online it's usually gone mm -hmm. uh so like i was saying ads on facebook ads on possibly twitter or you're where the people are. Yeah. Right? Because well, some websites, yeah, you can block ads, and I, a lot of people do, but, like, there's apps where you're using, and they're just going to be ads. So Snapchat and Instagram, there's ads there, and they can target down to that individual area. Yeah. Well, I I look at a lot of uh, <laughs> cats on Instagram and social justice and social sure. issues. So on Insta, I, I do see a lot of, stuff about mental health awareness mm -hmm. um because that's you know the algorithm <laughs> sure you know has, yeah, yeah. has picked up that oh you read this post by this person or you saw this mm -hmm. post by this person and here's more similar to it um yeah i instagram is like the place that i've noticed most of or where I've actually gotten a lot of uh, understanding about a lot of things. Okay, well, I guess Words. we're going to have to put this little thing that I'm going to make up on my Instagram, or should I say Sally's Instagram, my dog's. <laughs> well, yeah, stuff and then like you're that. getting the dog demographic and the social issue demographic. What's wrong with that? Your multiple audiences. It's a Venn demographic. If you're interested in what I'm talking about, go on to Instagram and search for Sally underscore the underscore S-D-I-T, as in service dog in training. She's so cute. I just insta-bombed your podcast. I would have given you the opportunity to promote yourself. <laughs> Love whatever. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing that happens. Um... So that's fun and good. Do we want to add some lightheartedness in here now? Transition? I know it's mostly about this kind of stuff. Or do you think we're we're getting about an hour in? Do you have any other points you would like to make? Anything else that we want to talk about? I think my my brain's running out of steam. Okay. So 
well, there's some good talks there. We got some ideas out from your experience. And it's, it's, it's a national thing. It seems to be a national thing. for Like, our workplace has brought it up, and we're an international company. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully there's something that uh, people do internationally. So I will end the way I end. You know this, how I like to end. You don't, I don't think, mm-hmm. because you haven't taken the time to listen to my podcast. I've been busy. Fine. I'm I sorry. Know. Sarcastic tone. I apologize. All right. Bad at sarcasm. It's okay, but I'll start Wendy so that you get a feel for it, which nobody else has. Because every single last person has been the same. They haven't listened to it, and that's fine. Don't worry about it. It does add to the fun. No, actually, no, Emily has come to this one. My sister-in-law was on last. So, brain thing. What did I call it before? I have no idea. So, three things. Which of these three, for you, I customize this a little bit more. Which of these three would you like to have to help comfort you in you know whatever time you actually need comfort? Better be pizza and cats. <clears throat> All of it. Well, this is more of a brain thing, so it's not a it like and <laughs> po- if possible, would which of these would because you know because <laughs> you can do pizza and cats. There's a pizza in the oven. Anyway, was it, wasn't there a show pizza and cats? Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, I'm going to have to call this episode Rattle. Um, which of these three would you like to have in a, you know, a particular circumstance to help comfort you? And these three things are people. Seth Green. People. We'll get to you. <laughs> so Jack Skeleton and Sally. Oh. I think you got your answer. Nope. Oh. Starbuck and Hilo. <laughs> Hilo, by the way. That's, that's, I know. That's been... Parsifal and Artemis. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Starbuck and Hilo. <laughs> so justify a bit. Who that? Okay, they're Battlestar from... Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. The new Battlestar Galactica. Uh, well, no, Starbuck was in the other two yeah, as but, well. <laughs> yeah, but... As a man. Well, that's the difference. He wasn't an attractive female. Wasn't no. also a character on, like, Moby Dick? No idea. I don't think so. But I haven't read it. But, I, like, I haven't heard of somebody being called Starbuck in Moby Dick. Maybe. Maybe that's why your nickname either, is Starbuck. He and her. Anyway, random. Sorry. Uh, I ahead. like books. So what am I doing? I like Just big books and I cannot lie. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> okay, I... Um, well, I should have said Jack and Sally because that's the name of my cat and dog. I know. But no, I chose Starbuck and Hilo. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Starbuck. She's kick-ass. Yes, if you don't know anything about Battlestar Galactica, uh, Starbuck is one of the main characters, and she is awesome and interesting and kick-ass is the only thing I can (laughs) explain her as. And Hilo is a very gentle, understanding, matter-of-fact, logical, kind of reminds me of Preston. I don't look that good. Although I have better hair. Yes, you do have better hair. You do have better hair. Yeah. And what was the other two? Oh, yes, from um, 
Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were too juvenile. It was a great movie. Even better book. Thank I you. keep meaning to read that. I have it if you want it. I'm. I need to get through the books that I'm currently reading. I have the movie. This is a great movie. Nice. It's, it's, it's an Eek's Paradise, is what it says. It's sweet. And not even like, because you could be. The beauty of that movie is like, you can be whatever, pretty much have your. Uh, your choices because you know all of our geeks have our preferences hmm. there's something in there for you cool yeah I can dig it alright similar concept okay so which of these three would you choose to have or do actually I guess it's more in this situation yeah do oh um, not Seth Green a little bit of half. well <laughs> a little bit of half. anyways so being able to perform I'm mostly looking at this in a music situation, but okay. for the artist of your choice. Me preferred for them? With, them. Them, pre- oh, with, with them. them. With them. Huh. To work under and or with, uh, as maybe a tutor, tutor type situation, uh, the fashion designer of your choice. Mm-hmm. Screwed up on that one. <laughs> That's okay. I adjusted this last one. To have a tattoo done by the person of your choice. God damn it. Um, probably the tattoo. Yeah. Um, Do you have a choice in life? Um, hmm. Maybe Megan Massacre. She, her work is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like her work is stunning. And she just seems like such a cool lady that I, I just want to talk to her and pick her brain. Um, I've seen some photos of the inside of her shop, Grit and Glory, and it, it's like perfectly my aesthetic. I fucking love it. Any idea on what you would have done? Maybe Seth Green? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> While my love for him runs very deep, I do not think that he will be gracing my skin. That's fair. Maybe... Uh, the portrait of Oscar Wilde that I want, where like he's half grotesque and half picturesque, um, That's fun. to reflect his his work, sure. uh, the picture of Dorian Gray, which is one of my favorite stories. Cool. Yeah. Thought experiment. That was the term I used to use, and it just came to me <laughs> after we were done. Brains. Anyways, uh, so. That's fun. Yours We're all in one pace. Awesome for me. Awesome. I know what I'm doing. I've customized all of these, and I think I've done pretty good with every one of them. Awesome. I don't even know you that long. You did pretty good. Thank you. Clearly, clearly, the fashion design thing was lame. No, it, it wasn't lame. Because <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. Like, you, yeah, I'm get, I mean, that's the game that I'm getting into. But yeah. um, when it comes to my design, I just. I'm not really influenced by any fashion designer, and I don't really follow any particular fashion designer. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to visit. Like, there's one shop in Tur- in Toronto run by these two wonderful, badass women called the Store and Queen that I follow on Instagram, and I've been following them forever. And um, 
you know, I would love to shop there and like hang out with them or like hang out in the store and like pick their brains too. But yeah, when it comes to designers, I'm meh. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. That could have been some random indie person. Yeah. This was just, last minute. This was literally written before we <laughs> recorded. So I usually prep this a lot better. Uh, all right. Well, ladies, thank you very much for coming into my home and recording and uh, talking about not so nice things. But, you know, like you said, Ashlyn, this is stuff we need to talk about. And we all know that. Um, Thanks for having us. Of course. It's my pleasure. Uh, do you guys want to bring up anything outside of your Sally plug on Instagram? <laughs> hey, Sally is such a cute puppy. Oh, she's the sweetest. The face yeah. on her. <laughs> no, nothing else I'd like to uh, advertise. <laughs> but maybe after I do up my little post, I'll send it to you. Yeah. See if you can add it to something with the podcast, maybe. Mm. We'll see. Anything's possible. Maybe, maybe I'll see. include it in my like, my maybe. actual post. I'll figure out something. Show notes or something. I don't really do show notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> show your notes. Oh. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Uh, my folks. Um, I know people listen to this. Or just download it for the hell of it. Nobody's emailed me yet. So maybe you're not interested. That's cool. But if you want to, feel free to contact me at mail at, uh, mail at melancholygeek.com. Because why not? Send me an email. I'll tell your story. Or maybe I won't. Because <laughs> you haven't emailed me yet. Um, other than that, go to melancholygeek.com. And all of my stuff is going to be there. Because um, I... Just don't want it to be my Facebook page right now. So yeah, that's it. Uh, going to try to keep on a semi-regular track, which I think I will be able to do as long as I get people to actually come on and join me in the future. It's actually been my biggest detriment to me not doing the last couple of episodes. So I will push for more on a monthly basis. And uh, yeah, so middle of the month but still look for something at the end of the month early October and what is up Mongolia seriously what is up they have good barbecue <sighs> yes yes they do on that note because I don't have barbecue we'll say goodbye thank you thank you ladies bye bye <laughs>